Hello and welcome to the Glow Movement Podcast. My name is Sloane Reed and in today's episode we are diving into more like climbing up. I don't know, we'll figure it out together. The stages of growth. So what's really interesting about this concept is it was a bomb that was dropped on me just a few weeks ago and I've been picking up the pieces ever since. Um, I it, and it, the it's so ironic how I even had like this was a rapid conversation and this was maybe a 30 second little like soundbite that was dropped on me by a new contact and a new friend and um, yeah completely turned my world upside down and I have been like obsessing over this concept ever since and so I'm really excited to share it with you but how it all came together is um, y'all have heard me talk about Greg Reed on the podcast before. He's the author of Three Feet from Gold, founder of Secret Knock, and he has pulled a few of us in on a project, which is going to be his last book, supposedly. I still think he has a lot more up his sleeve, but regardless if it's his last or his close to last, I am so incredibly blessed and honored to be a part of it. And so what he's done is pulled together this small cohort, if you will, to kind of go on the ride along with him. And we get to meet pretty regularly. And during our very first meeting, like very first meeting, he proposes the question, what does personal development mean to you? How would you define personal development? And this is like rapid fire. There's like about 13 of us on the call at this point, And we are each like as fast as we can defining personal development. And he gets to Victoria Rader. And I'm going to put all of her details as well as Greg's um, in the show notes. So check that out. Be sure to follow them and connect with them. But Victoria is a possibilities coach. And within like 30 seconds, maybe a minute, she defines personal development in these stages. So she says, we start in a stage of survival, then we move to stability, then success, and then significance. And then she was done, right? And of course, she could have elaborated more, and I'm sure she does. And eventually we will connect and I'll get to hear her perspective on that. But just that highlight of her definition of personal development I have been obsessing over because it has been so interesting to see how much this has impacted and shown up in my own life and my my take on it so I want to share that with y'all now so initially when I was on this spiral this thought spiral of this concept I thought about like my career immediately And I was thinking about me in my like early 20s and I had just moved to Nashville and and by Nashville, I mean like south of Nashville, if you want to get technical, like Cool Springs, Franklin area. And I had no job. I didn't know anybody. And I was in this brand new city way far from home. My, I was a, what is it, down in the West Texas town of El Paso is where I grew up. And I had just graduated from Texas A&M University. And like I had all these opportunities and through some interesting choices, we'll say, um, I ended up in Nashville, not knowing anyone, no job prospects, like completely just 22 years old, ready for the next adventure. And, oh, I was struggling. I was struggling. Um, I was trying to find a job. And so I ended up um, working as a bartender in downtown Nashville to pay rent. And, oh, my goodness, let's talk about rent. I was in an 800-square-foot apartment that I couldn't afford. And the only reason I even ended up in that apartment was because the it was a new leasing agent who completely, like, was misinformed on the, like, the monthly rate. And what rent was and 
we signed a lease and um, they had to honor it because I had a contract. So they ended up putting me in like a basement unit. So everyone else got to climb them up these like beautiful stairs to their apartments and uh, I had to go downstairs. <laughs> and it was like this like basement, like in a cave, basically, is I actually called it my cave. And it was so small, like I couldn't open like the dishwasher and the sink at the same time I couldn't like the stove they all hit each other and keep in mind that dishwasher didn't work half the time and flooded and everything like and the hot water heater like went out half the time and I had to relight it I learned a lot about home care at that time Um, but I always had no hot water and I had to make really like tough decisions between like okay was I going to eat ramen for every meal or was I going to pay my electric bill like really really challenging decisions and I was struggling I was in full-on survival mode and I remember even just like sobbing on my 23rd birthday going like what have I done (laughs) like what did I do I had so much prospects and so much possibilities and so many opportunities and I ended up here like what have I done And a few months later, it's crazy to think how quickly my life changed because I found a job and started making enough money to cover my bills. And that quickly propelled me into another opportunity and I was making good money and I ended up getting my own, ended up buying my own house. Like I bought my own house and bought a new car and was really in a season of stability, like at least financially. And I was starting to feel secure and not really having to stress. Of course, like money management was always a priority, but like it wasn't as in, it wasn't as intense of a focus in that season. And I started to really focus on my career and I actually got an opportunity to become a concierge banker at this like boutique bank. And all that is, is a fancy teller. In my opinion, I did more than transactions. I of course was an account manager and had my own book of business and got to do some small loans. Um, and it was a really amazing learning experience for me and great exposure. Um, and I was so like, they said that like new hires, you came in as like concierge banker one is what they called us. And no one, got that within like 18 months right that was the average the fastest it's ever done was a year and I was determined to beat that and so I got promoted within nine months and I remember how painful that conversation was because I was so obsessed with achieving and I was in that season of craving success right so I was out of survival I had achieved stability and I was so craving success that in the conversation with my boss who had to fight for me to get that promotion because it was out of the norm. Like it had never been done before. And I wasn't gracious. I wasn't appreciative. I want to believe I was, or at least I came across that way, but I probably didn't. And just in all arrogance, I was like in that same meeting that they're giving me the promotion. I'm wanting a strategy for the next one. Like, just completely focused on, like, okay, how do I get to the next one? Like, and I just remember seeing the look on my boss's face and just, mm, yeah, still haunts me, still with an apology. But yeah. And so that just shows you, like, being that focused on success was like my driver. And it was just the next achievement, next achievement, next achievement. And so it, it was humbling for me to kind of, it was a humbling experience that probably took me longer than necessary to learn. And I remember, it started to lose 
meaning. It was like a drug. It was like, okay, achieve, achieve, achieve. And the fix wasn't working anymore. And I remember my husband proposed, we were dating and he proposed and I had to make a really tough decision because he, his company had moved him to Kentucky, which was about like about an an hour and a half North and I couldn't commute. And so I had to make a tough decision of like careers. And he had like, he loved what he did. He is so invested in it. He still works for the same company. And I remember just making the difficult choice of leaving my career and starting over in a new state. And he asked me, he's like, are you going to get back into banking? Like, what do you want to do? And he goes, you can do whatever you want. Like, I'll support you. And it was that moment that I really felt called to walk in my purpose and to really, really have meaning, not not just to achieve, not just to succeed, not just to have stability and security and have those basic needs met, but to really, really make an impact and to know that I was building more and making a difference in other people's lives, not just my immediate community and my immediate relations. And it was really exciting. And I think that was such a pivotal point in launching me into what I get to do now. And of course, all the experience before that has also prepared me, but I think that was the first time I discovered, I started to tap into what my purpose was. And I started to really embrace that and be really, really intentional of having that as a filter of knowing that I was made for more, I was meant for more and meaningless achievements and titles were no longer going to define me. And so, yeah, it's easy to see that career growth and that growth within a career. But I think there's also that it also happens personally and it can happen in our relationships. It can happen in other areas of our lives. And I even think about my personal growth, like in a place of survival, like we just want to fit in. We, I mean, I think of so many phases of different seasons in my life of when I was in pure survival, of course, I'm the most obvious example is like high school, right? Middle school and high school. I think I can't speak for everyone, but let me just say big, big survival season for me. And I remember getting to college and just really, really starting to know who I was and feeling confident in who I was and finding comfort in that. And then getting out of college and challenging myself to push myself to new opportunities. Like, hey, the stable thing to do is to stay in Texas where you have all these connections and all these job offers and you should take one of those. Just kidding. I'm going to drop everything and move across the country because that makes sense because that sounded more exciting and more thrilling and opportunity for greater success is moving across the country where you know no one. (laughs) And even that, and it like even from a personal place, I remember regardless of how much I was struggling financially from a mindset, like I was already in a like growth standpoint, I was already craving significance. I was tired of settling for less and I was tired for settling in relationships and like mental, like mental health and boyfriends that were fulfilling or not uh, from a place of my standards and the, where I wanted to be in my life. And so I remember when I even started dating in Nashville, I was so intentional and I set such ridiculous standards and I'm sure I've shared them on the podcast before and, or I will. 
And um, as I talk about it often, about the stories of me and my husband getting together and both of us having ridiculous standards. Um, but that was it. We wanted, we didn't want to have meaningless dates. We wanted to, we were dating intentionally and we wanted to be intentional with our time and who we spent it with. And even that those relationships was a reflection of those stages. But the more I've thought about it and how this applies to different areas, I don't think it is an upward climb, right? I think it's seasons and sometimes seasons repeat themselves in different areas. So even with my career since then, like I've had those different seasons of, whoo, got to pay the bills, right? We made a pivot. We made a move. We made a choice or we're feeling stable. Like, what are we going to do to up up the antes, right? Or how are we going to make a bigger impact? And I think that has happened in my relationships and my own personal growth. And it's this beautiful cycle, if you will, just like the seasons are, is the cycle. It's not about feeling shame in a season of survival. It's not about feeling proud in a season of success. It's about honoring that each season has purpose and allowing, asking the question, what am I meant to learn in this season? And allowing yourself to embrace that. I think the biggest freedom and the biggest gift I've ever given myself is to stop craving the next stage. Of course, we always want to work through the next stage. That's natural, right? Winter wants spring, spring wants summer, summer wants fall, fall wants winter and repeat, right? We crave what's next and we're constantly striving. That's called life. That's called motion. That's movement towards something that that keeps us from feeling stagnant or stuck. But it's not about shaming the season we're in. It's about asking the question, why are we here and what are we meant to gain and what are we meant to learn? So I have a couple a lot of my friends, several of my friends, um, had some really tough news recently. Um, several of them have had relationship challenges. Some of them have lost their job. Some of them find them, their whole world flipping like health up, like health, like bad for I don't know how to say it, like health crisis, like really, really health scares. There we go. I got there. Like it's just been a really, really heavy season and has flipped a lot of my friends' lives upside down. And I'm just have to honor each one of them for their ability to just recognize the season that they're in and realize that it is an opportunity to get to a place of significance. And I think the most biggest aha moment that I've had in these last few weeks of embracing this concept is when significance is the foundation of every phase of every season, it has so much more meaning because you can apply your purpose in a season of survival. You can learn more about your purpose in a season of survival. You can build fundamental pieces and a strong foundation to your purpose in a season of stability, and you can push yourself to new levels in a season of success. So I think oftentimes we wait for the opportunity, right? When I achieve this, I'll do this. Oh, when I get that title, I'll be able to do this. When I when I will, right? Like when I get this, then I will this, right? It's this constant waiting game of the next season in order to serve our purpose or to walk with intention. And I think the biggest aha moment from the last few weeks as I digest this is realizing that significance isn't the final destination. It's the fuel. It's the, it's the whole 
it's the journey along the way that gives each season purpose. And when we lead with purpose and we allow it to be our compass, we get to embrace every single opportunity and obstacle that life has for us. So regardless of what season you're in, I hope that you have a focus and a compass and a guiding force of your purpose and know that every season has value because you have value regardless what season you are. And I encourage you to be aware of it and ask the question, what am I meant to learn in this season? All right, y'all. I'm sure I've rambled for quite a while. I don't know. I had fun with this one. I'm sure I'll continue to digest it and I'll share it along the way. Uh, Maybe I can get an opportunity to talk to Victoria and gain her perspective. And of course, I'll come and share it here on the podcast. But um, before then, be sure to check her out. Again, her details are in the description along with Greg's um, and uh, ways to connect with me. And I hope that you get to join our little community of thought leaders. I love y'all and I'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Thank mm-hmm. you.